Yo, this is V, and um, yeah, if you thought I was going to say what I usually say on the opening part of my podcast, you're not familiar with what I do on a daily basis. Uh, welcome to the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. This is V, aka Vernon English. Shouts out to anybody on the West Coast. Shouts out to anybody that makes NFTs. Shouts out to just basically podcasters that do cool things. And I'm just, I always say I'm excited, but I really am for this next year. It's a lot of different things and ideas that I can see myself doing, which previously I could not before. (laughs) But uh, before I jump on my tangents, which I do go off on wonderful, wonderful tangents, Uh, Hit the subscribe button, let someone know about this podcast and or invite and uh, definitely let someone know that they could be a guest on this and I could be a guest on their show. Now, basically this is like a writer's room, okay? So anyone, conversely, right, you're wondering what I do on a daily basis and what goes on in a, a writer's room. Or particularly in a writer's head. Now, there's many different things, right? <laughs> to begin, uh, it's not the catharsis of, you know, mental things, left foot, right foot, these type of mentalities. Um, to go through as a creative aspect of looking at life or with a creative aspect uh, is not only a challenge. Um, I always compared it to... Uh, being uh, when you were younger uh, and you you know were with your younger friends and you would pretend that the floor was lava and how long could someone pretend the floor was lava <laughs> and you know you jump over cushions and you jump over the couch and this this that and the third now the first person to forget that the floor was lava was obviously the person that was out first and for me, uh, I hold this mentality with these or just people um, thinking of themselves as uh, something else for longer or the longest and then holding that mentality. Um, in the general sense, I know that a young person, I don't know, six years old can write. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, what particularly or the context of what is this writer talking about. It's the difference between um, all other different art forms and writing. Uh, Generally in the context, uh, seasoned writers are more, uh, you know, paraded around or more uh, celebrated versus someone in the younger aspect who only has um, just one uh, realm of speaking of something or just one story or one aspect and, and in the context you can't really compare the two um, because they have autobiographical people that have experienced life-changing stories at what but 10 years old but in the general sense of like having conversations or dialogue or even uh, my realm which I always you know talk about it in the cool sense of science fiction Uh, is always inherently uh, more seasoned and it comes with experience of speaking 
And I love that because, you know, with me, I'm always, you know, apt to speak to anyone uh, if given the chance of, you know, answering my inquisitive nature. But it's a really cool thing to talk about because you have to think of yourself as a writer and continue to, you know, think of your, how you get your inspiration and then bring it all into that run room and start piecing together and looking through and perusing all of the tools that you have. It's not in the general sense that, you know, someone has an imposter syndrome and thinks of their work as not worthy or uh, not, uh, I guess, unfinished to present to someone. It, it, generally you you would have a editor or you would have someone to look over your work but every writer every creator in some aspect or some general sense uh, feels that way and and getting over those things generally uh, has this momentum and it continues um, beyond you know the criticisms or constructive criticisms that one may bring and so for me I'm just you know, showcasing how I go about it. Um, it just doesn't generally pick up a pen or pen and just sit around looking and staring into the ceiling and kind of like painstakingly forcing yourself to create something. <clears throat> uh, when you look at it now over a period of time, uh, the creative aspect changes. And so well, even while doing something, uh, a creative idea may present itself. And, and generally, you know, you can drive your car, you can do whatever, but thinking of that idea and continuing to think of the idea uh, brings more of it to fruition, um, the longer. And, and you can play with this, it's psychologically not even proven, I'm pretty sure, but these are just certain techniques. As for me, as a creative, I mean, I finished four books and working on the fifth now and I'm looking at you know how after the second book I kind of had like a rhythm of how I went about you know creatively and judge myself so 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 much for my first book it was insane amount of judgment that went towards myself before I had even presented the first page to anyone and it was funny because I think well, not think, I know for a fact that my first book, I had to change my writing style. And once a writer gets into his rhythm, they'll understand what a writing style is versus making it sound like an after-school report or something like this. that you just have to finish your homework. But there's so many different levels uh, to individualize and make something meticulously your own uh, just by concentrating on dialogue, just by concentrating on the setting and all the individual interactions that may or may not happen with the characters that you're using. For me, <clears throat> the best practice that I find um, is with comics and people laugh when I say this. And if you're not familiar with comics, and this isn't a sexist type of comment, because men and women both read, and like both, I mean, interchangeably, uh, comic books and or regular books, but 
the comics generally starts teaching you know the writer how to storyboard and to personify the things that uh, happen in a scene so in the general sense of understanding what it is that a writer does and the magnitude of it <clears throat> you generally start spending more time uh, concentrating on different areas um, the way a character looks um, the way that a character speaks and if you have a comic book uh, you get this physical representation of what it is that you're describing and this is kind of this I've just developed this uh, just now but to have you know someone who's never done a comic book before generally do a, like a four page panel or something like this and I guess how many what is it six panels for a page type of deal and uh, just to explain a scene <clears throat> so to explain an action sequence or to explain a conversation and this could be someone as just like a simple exercise but obviously you can google you can bing it and you can look it up online on any under any search engine but to actually showcase what it takes to describe a scene uh, generally a lot of different filmmakers do this and obviously it is indicative of the name of storyboarding but not too many you know writers who just concentrate on books uh, concentrate on the, the action sequences or the things that lead up to an event or just any event for that matter it's different ways of telling the story but this one is a general practice of looking at you know someone sliding a chair over and then you know they're describing their hand on uh, the the armrest of a chair and then moving down and the sequence of it and the swiftness and you know the exchange of cologne or a perfume from that person in doing so like those certain instances are are life uh, circumstances that you wouldn't usually <clears throat> describe <laughs> you you would just generally say like oh he sat down duh, 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 the conversation happened duh, 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 and boom boom like that that's generally explaining it to someone and not being super over fluffy about it and and one of my old english teachers would talk about being fluffy about some things and the fluffiness generally was just over exemplifying something or over explaining a situation without having to explain it with super you know like parentheses and like all these other different exemplary words uh, I, I like when uh, different artists uh, describe things differently because it, it generally gives uh, the spectrum of how far the human mind can go with the imagination and then two it literally showcases how complex this world is by default and by doing so it adds this cacophony and I, I was describing in the last story of I just saw something generally new <clears throat> and uh, a lot of different characters in my story obviously have different things to say but the setting uh, sometimes is the same 
not meaning as in like from the first or second book, but generally them sharing it from one story to the next. <clears throat> and so for this one, the new story that I had, um, and I was just talking about this uh, yesterday on the last podcast, was a, a different setting, like way, 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 way out in the ocean, way, 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 like not even considering it like a rig or oil rig or something like this, but certainly not even as isolated as a floating island, but certainly having like some kind of like water or wayfaring type of village. And many, I can't even really even describe how many science fiction people have done so when doing it, you know, like creating some village, you know, planks on the ground, having a hut and all this other different type of stuff. Uh, definitely video gamers uh, know of it. <clears throat> definitely science fiction uh, readers and aficionados know of uh, these type of models. If you have, what do you call this, sims, you can literally create one <laughs> for yourself. But for me, uh, just general sense of how and what it looks like, you know, and, and not to make it look like that is one of my intentions and in even describing it to you today and it really you know is indicative of like a science uh, aspect or law science technology a very 1800s looking <clears throat> very uh tw like twisted type of architecture and not so, you know, primitive looking and, and different levels of, you know, complexities with it, with different colors. Uh, they even have trees and other different types of uh, earth um, that are splattered throughout like little islands. And so like <clears throat> describing those types of things, um, I'll have to go into detail and give like different accounts of how large it is. Um, because it's not just, you know, a small island. It's generally, like, uh, the size of, um, I want to say, like, three or four blocks or something like this. And, you know, people are stationed on one and then, like, a, a house. And then, like, some other different types of huts and things are on the next one. But it's not a hut. It's, like, an extension of this building. But they built it out of not just earth. Um, it's kind of like leaves and other different types of wood. Very, very, like, it looks simple but super advanced woven type of deal. I described in a few of my other books of this woven type of technology. And um, I wanted it to look uh, something like super, super intricate, not even like Afghan, something different. Um, otherworldly type of uh, weaving and uh, something almost impossible if you were to expect uh, leaves to be woven and to close and, and not just be like something that you stick on top of it that looks like a dollar and I, I really you know I'm going into the details and spending the time in my head to you know describe this setting on um, the colors the context and not even including uh, what uh, the rest of the setting looks like uh, it's really, really good and fun, and like I say, when you spend time and a little bit of practice doing so, um, it's kind of effortless to go back into this creative aspect and continue to go and etch away. 
another analogy would be uh, on a well. Um, the more that you dip into it, um, the more easily it is to draw um, from that level of creativity and to continue to bring things. Um, even if you think of it as an idea that you've brought before, uh, you can always twist it into something else and you can never be bored from it. I, trust me, like I, <laughs> I wish um, I was making it up, but I'm not. I literally sat down, um, I want to say back in like the early 2012s, like soon as I self-proclaimed myself as a writer to test these things and to go <clears throat> into, you know, the, the creative aspect and the, the deepest reaches of, of my creative mind to bring forth something so that I had no excuses, whatever the circumstances, so... The more and more people support the art, the more intricate it becomes, and uh, I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, hit the subscribe button, let someone know about the pieces. Uh, this is V, aka Vernon English. Peace.